1: It's Rick Tittle! <laughs>
2: All right, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Tittle Lighting Sports with Rick Tittle. I am your humble host, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Great to have you with us, wherever you are listening in this great land of ours, or okay foreign lands. What are you saying, Rick? What are you saying?
3: Nothing. I'm just here, girl.
2: One A Play. Come on in and get heard. What you get is what you got. Ah, that's right. Extra value is what you get when you buy Coronet. <clears throat> Remember that. Rosemary Clooney. Bueller. Bueller. All right. Um, we can. Uh, I, I don't. I think the Carlos Correa thing is done. It's. It's funny how. I guess it's a boring off season. People are acting like it's the end of the world, and that the Giants are humiliated and. Yeah, it was kind of a shocker, but I i mean, is it? I, it's just like that's all anyone out here is talking about nonstop. I think it's worth talking about for a day. Where do they go from here? No, what do they do? How humiliating. Was it embarrassing? Yeah. I don't think it's worth talking about. Ad nauseum. I'd rather talk to Kansas lead singer Ronnie Platt. Uh, Adam LaRoche, Kevin Bryant, Clint Coley, and Lorraine Newman. She's back on the show again as well. Always love having Lorraine Newman drop on by. Why wouldn't I? One of the original members of the Groundlings and one of the original members of Saturday Night Live. No one else can say that. What do you think of that? 1-800-878-PLAY gets you in. 1-800-878-7529. Come on in. By the way, Adam LaRoche's Twitter is a picture of him with dirt on his face. So we'll ta- I'll ask him about that as well. And him holding the American flag with dirt on his face. So we'll get to that. one 800 play Come on back.
4: Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust?
5: So much dust.
4: And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association.
8: Here's the number. 800
0: 725 1651. 800 725 1651. That's 800 725 1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
3: Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. This show ever he's so wonderful Tiillaing sports with Rick Tittle Rick Tittle is a he so handsome He's a genius
2: All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces radio network. Uh, If you were born in the 60s and you grew up loving rock and roll in the 70s, uh, you definitely remember Kansas. And uh, Kansas is not one of those bands that put out a couple songs and went away. They have been going strong for 50 years. And they now have a 50th anniversary release. They're going on tour uh, as well. And it's our pleasure to bring in the lead singer, Ronnie Platt. Uh, Ronnie, where has the time gone by? Does it seem like 50 years? Does it seem like, like 50 weeks?
9: Rick, hi. How are you?
3: <laughs>
10: First of all, I gotta love your music. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you. I couldn't tell you. You know, I've been a part of Kansas for eight and a half years now, and it seems like eight and a half weeks. Sometimes it's it's really crazy to think this band has been around for fifty years and has never stopped creating new music, and
7: uh, it, it, it's
10: been uh, it, it really has been a wild ride for this band uh, through the ups and downs you know of course uh, huge success back in the 70s and early 80s and then to you know to have classic rock in general just fall off the map in the late 80s and the early 90s you know when uh, you know even the hair bands uh, seemed to disappear then grunge became big Uh, you know no one really was interested in classic rock back then but things go in cycle and cycles, and now uh Kansas is just you know riding a wave of popularity now and it's it's really great and uh, to have uh our another fork in the road box set come out that spans the fifty year career of kansas it's really amazing
2: when you think about it too, and I should mention. From Inside Out Music, a new uh, release called Another Fork in the Road, three-CD career-spanning collection. Um, I, I do remember when uh, you know, Don Hanley I saw him interviewed, and he said, I, you know I, as much as I'm sick of singing Hotel California, I know someone in the crowd, this was their dream to see me sing it, I, I can't mail it in. I remember when Dio took over for Ozzy, he says, I don't want to sing Paranoid anymore, but I know somebody out there wants to hear it. So for you, do you still get excited when you sing, Carry on my wayward son?
10: My adrenaline is through the roof Mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it could be a a little (laughs) uh, (laughs) to, to to do it in rehearsal, but I mean every time you're in front of a new audience and new faces it's like singing it for the first time and, and you know it's, it, speaking of the audience you know in a band that's now been around 50 years uh, it, just in the time that I've been in the band to you know see the audience but the audience bring their kids and now their grandkids wrap your head around that one Uh, But the the most amazing thing for me is to do Wayward Son and to see that first generation of Kansas fans suddenly become 20 years old again.
2: And the other thing is, too, I think is amazing. When I go to these rock and roll shows now from my generation, I'm in my 50s, is there are fans that are like high school and college age. And I think, you know, how do you know this music? And they're like, we had good parents.
10: <laughs> right, right. They they had the proper upbringing. Uh you, you know, and another uh good thing with Kansas is uh you know, how the music has been used in in media. You know, of course you've got, you know, Will Ferrell and old school singing that stellar <laughs> version of Dust in the Wind. Sure. Absolutely flawless. <laughs> uh but uh also uh, we were very lucky to have uh, a television show like Supernatural uh, that unofficially adopted Wayward Son as their theme song. And when we played uh, the Comic-Con in San Diego, uh, it was just crazy for me to see that, you know, it really is that that 14 to 20, 14 to 21, 22 age group that made up probably 90% of that audience and not only are they singing the chorus they're singing every word of the verses
2: mhm well, you know
10: and they're at that age group so <laughs> thanks mom and dad
2: <laughs> do you also i mean on the one hand you know when when people sing karaoke they i think they mostly try to make it sound as much as the the album but but you're a professional singer so do you try to make it your own and say, all we are is dusty in the wind? Like, do, you, <laughs> do you screw with it, uh, or do you try to keep uh, it like the album? Uh,
10: well, uh, you know, it, you, being in my position, I have to uh, pick and choose where I take creative liberty. Uh, <laughs> a, a song like Dust in the Wind, uh, where, Rick, where have you not heard that? <laughs> the grocery store, the dentist office, the Walmart, you, you know, in, in your car. I mean, that song has just been ingrained in our minds. That studio version it is, even if you're not a musician, it's ingrained in your mind. So for me to uh, take too much creative liberty with that song, uh, I don't think uh, the audience is going to be fond of that. Now, on the other hand, Wayward Son, you know, I'm a lead singer. I'm a ham. (laughs) When I'm feeling good, I shoot from the hip. So, uh, you know, uh, probably uh, one of the things I've always said is I've never sang the the same song the same way twice. Uh, I'm always uh, Mm -hmm. changing something a little bit here or there and, and embellishing it. So uh, th- 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 that's pretty much what I what I run with. But of course, you know, with the the popular songs, you want st- to I want to stay a little a little true to the original recording. But of so, course, I I have
2: my own influence too. So when you get to the end, you go.
11: And all your money won't another minute buy
2: <laughs> like that.
10: Rick, are you after my job? <laughs> really.
2: Oh, I'm just, I'm a ham myself, as you can tell. Um, so, the tour, what's going on there? How can we get tickets? Where are we going?
10: Uh, you know, there's always kansasband.com, and Mm. that's, that's the number one there, and, you know, not only is that, uh, the outlet for, for tickets, but it's also news, see what's going on with the band, of course, merch is on there, too, uh, but, uh. It, really, if you want to follow the band, uh, that's the website to go to because that's where we, you know, we announce our shows and there's always links to tickets for our shows. And we're just, uh, although we're on a little break at the moment right now for the holidays and uh, a, a little while uh, in the coming year here, 2023, but uh, we're putting together uh, our 50th anniversary show that's uh, just it's, it's going to be huge and if it turns out uh, anything like uh, our 40th anniversary Left Overture Tour which uh, uh, surpassed 80 shows and then Point of No Return anniversary tour surpassed 100 shows uh, I, I'm probably uh, pretty good at predicting that uh, the 50th anniversary show is going to be uh, nothing less.
2: Great stuff from Ronnie Platt, the lead singer of the iconic band, one of the greatest bands of all time. 50th anniversary, Inside Out Music has released Another Fork in the Road, 50 Years of Kansas, a three-CD career-spanning collection featuring very carefully selected tracks from Kansas's sizable discography. Ronnie, thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, yeah, that merch, we're all XLs over here, just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming okay. on, man. We appreciate okay, it. Okay,
10: Rick, thank you so much. Have a great holiday. We'll see you in 2023.
2: All right, sounds good. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byron.
5: There'll
11: be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry
5: no more.
13: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100 There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409 800-709-4409
0: 800-709-4409 that's 800-709-4409. Where
10: did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I bought <laughs> it under a trophy.
3: Stands proud. He just stands tall. He's upon the beach. I'm a show played on these walls. It calls me brother sport. But he loves to kill his fun. And the power that he feels. When he's got trigger on me.
14: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
2: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Yeah, some of these guys, you know, as I sing a lot of karaoke... Are you are you kidding? No, I'm serious. And when the registry is really high, like, I found out not even to try Duran Duran. Simon Le bond It doesn't seem like his voice is that high, but it gets there. But like, if you want to sing dust in the wind, you just got to start off real high.
3: I close my eyes.
2: You can't say, I close my eyes. You got to be all, because,
3: and all your money won't another minute by.
2: You got to do it. All right. I used to sing on, uh... (laughs) I say sing. Every time I did a show on uh, 95.7, at one point they'd come back with the um, the theme to Narcos because they knew I would sing it. El Castillo, la Torre, yo soy, that whole thing. And one time I sang it and this guy said, uh, Rick, uh, do you want to come over to my studio and try singing? And I was like, no. No, I don't want to. I'm just kidding around. It's like when I, <clears throat> whenever I say something funny people like do you want to be a stand-up comedian I'm like no seems like you like it a lot I do like it a lot I'm a comedy nerd it's all I did in, in New York was go to shows I love comedy but I ain't no comedian it's just like I love baseball do I want to be a baseball player I might have missed my window I might have <clears throat> it's like when I coached high school football at my alma mater in Richmond California Salesian High School we were talking about Richmond yesterday with Jesse Thorne, talking about that bunny house, which I didn't know about. But, um, you know, I would show kids how to kick field goals and punt or whatever, and and I'd, you know, rip off some long punt, and I remember a kid goes, Hey, Coach, yeah, why didn't you play in the NFL? I missed sign-ups. I slept through sign-ups. Otherwise, I would be there. By the way, Adam LaRoche is going to be uh, joining us in the next segment. And uh, I remember going down to spring training, I want to say 2016, and I was uh, over at the stadium, which is shared by the Dodgers and the White Sox. And I went into the clubhouse because I wanted to talk to Brett Laurie who I knew from his time with the A's and he had gone to the White Sox. So I sat down with him and I remember I sat down on Tyler Flowers' uh, seat and he goes, that's Tyler's seat. And I went, sorry. But not long after that, that's when Chris Sale did his Edward Scissorhands and cut all the uniforms up because Kenny Williams, the GM, who was on the field for the play for Stanford, I know, And his son ruined a Super Bowl for the 49ers, the poor guy. Kid out of ASU. What was that, Williams, where two punts went off his kneecaps against the Giants? Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) Of course, Dominic remembers Kyle Williams. That's when Joe Biden came to town as VP, and he went, go Giants. And they're like, boo. What? San Francisco Giants. No, the 49ers are playing the Giants. It's football. Oh, sorry. Uh, Anyway, that's when he brought his son Drake into the clubhouse. And um, will I bring it up? Yeah, I'll bring it up. His son Drake at the time, I believe, was 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And Adam LaRoche pulled him out of school. And he said anything that he can learn in the classroom, he'll learn it better here in the clubhouse. And he said, every single day, I have to be with Drake. I have to be with him. And if we're not playing baseball, then we're going to fish or bowl or hunt. I have to. He has to be with me. And a lot of people were calling him super dad. Wow, what an amazing dad. A lot of people were calling him horrible dad. You're teaching him that money can buy anything and he doesn't have to go to school. So it's not my place to judge. If your kids are healthy and not being beaten It's not my uh, place to to judge people's parenthood one way or the other. But I just remember the huge swing. Like, wow, he seems like the greatest dad ever or what a little weirdo. You're teaching your kid all the wrong things. So we'll get into all that (laughs) with uh, Adam LaRoche coming up in the next segment. News from the NFL, though, today in the cha-ching variety is that the NFL and Google I thought Google was a search engine but I think they also make phones now. Google has announced that they have reached a multi-year agree- agreement with Google YouTube TV. I didn't know that Google owned YouTube TV. And YouTube primetime, which I don't know what that is. Is that I mean you have to pay for you I guess that's an extra fee upon the other one. Uh, to be the exclusive distributor of NFL Sunday Ticket beginning next season. Now, that's something that I don't own and I will never own in a million years. But for some people, they need it because they live someplace where they can't see their team. And Sunday Ticket forever was on DirecTV, which is the worst service of all time. Now, they all stink, okay? But, okay, it's uh, <laughs> like former Tittle guest Bill Maher. You know, the left is stupid and the right is stupid. Okay. But yeah, it's like cell phone companies. They all suck. That's why it makes me it, its hilarious. I'm a Verizon guy. Not me. I like AT&T. T-Mobile is the best. <laughs> they all suck. Streaming services. <clears throat> I have Fubo. Fubo. That's mine, and it's mostly because my dish company, which was called Dish, used to be way cheaper than Comcast Cable. Anyway, I'm getting off on a rant, but this is the way to go, streaming, it's all streaming. So NFL Sunday ticket will be available on YouTube TV, and it will be a standalone a la carte on YouTube primetime. So what I get from that is you can either have the whole Sunday ticket on YouTube TV or you can just, I guess, pay-per-view games on the primetime channels. Because remember, Sunday ticket, every single out-of-market game that's on CBS and Fox, you can get. Now, local games are blacked out on Sunday ticket and can only be watched on CBS or Fox. As I said, this has been on DirecTV since 1994. Roger Goodell, the commissioner, said, quote, We're excited to bring NFL Sunday Ticket to YouTube TV and YouTube primetime channels and usher in a new era of how fans across the United States watch and follow the NFL. For a number of years, we have been focused on increased digital distribution of our games, and this partnership is yet another example of us leaning towards the future and building the next generation of NFL fans. Susan Wojcicki, the CEO of YouTube, said, YouTube has been a home for football fans, whether they're streaming live games, keeping up with their home team, or watching the best plays and highlights. Through this expanded partnership with the NFL, viewers will now be able to experience the games they love in compelling Also, innovative ways through YouTube TV or YouTube primetime channels. Man, they're really hitting those trademarks hard. We're excited to continue our work with the NFL to make YouTube a great place for sports lovers everywhere. How much will they pay a year? $2 billion, which makes now the total NFL package, if you think about Amazon Prime and you think about ESPN, Monday Night Football, and Fox and CBS... You see, it brings it up to about 12 billion per year. 12 billion. You think people want to watch the gladiator sport? I think they do. I'm going to go out on a big limb and uh, say that they do. Now, the only really stinky thing about streaming is if you have no Wi Fi. Now, on your phones, you can get data, but if you have no Wi-Fi on your home TV, then you're screwed. And there are um, some people who think that, uh, well, I know I got a letter from Fubo saying, we're sorry for the nefarious activities that happened during the World Cup final. We're sorry about it. It, That didn't, I, I watched the final. He said it did affect some people. I guess in some areas, Fubo, I don't know, did it go to the used cars commercial?
3: 39 99 for Lincoln Continental 2F and high
2: with a shotgun. Used cars, one of the great movies of all time. Kurt Russell, Run, Don't Walk, if you've never seen used cars. It also gave me the term food giant for a fat guy. And then we started calling my friend food giant. That was another good one. But yes, streaming, islands in the stream. That is what we are. NFL package, $2 billion a year. I'll stop singing. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back with Adam LaRoche on SportsBilding. Mom is dead off, oh, such
5: a loving pair. But the house really don't win the temper's clear. They promise you they'll tell you a I wonder if my parents will ever be a party.
4: learn about an option at treatcovid19.com this message is sponsored by Pfizer
11: did
6: you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal driving high will get you a DUI and if you're wondering if law enforcement can tell you're driving high well everyone else can
3: friends
14: I can tell you drove high parents I can tell when you drive high
3: relatives I can tell you drove here high didn't you So what makes you think law enforcement can't? I can tell. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA.
14: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest Call Rate Genius now.
0: 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. ask about spirit's vision plan here's the number 800-634-0482 800-634-0482 that's 800-634-0482
6: it doesn't really matter i uh i don't like my job and uh i don't think i'm gonna go anymore
14: Rick Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
2: All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to have you with us. And it's great to welcome to the show longtime MLB infielder Adam LaRoche. And uh, he is here to talk about how he has teamed up with the uh, the Bryans, uh, Luke and uh, Caroline, and uh, to uh, have a... uh, Benefit uh, the charity E3 Ranch Foundation, which supports combat veterans, fights against human trafficking, supports humanitarian crises globally. And Luke Gives Back is the culmination of that result, and a prank uh, as well. Adam, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about the prank, please.
15: Yeah, thanks, Rick. Well, I'll uh, man, I'll go back just, just a little bit back in... Uh It was 2005, and I was playing with the Braves. uh, First time I met Luke, and um, we we had a night game one night, and he was doing a concert. And and by the way, back then he was driving around and like driving himself in a white van, pulling a trailer with his band equipment, you know, going from from bar to bar around Atlanta. This is obviously before he made the move to Nashville, but. We end up going, uh, after a night game, we end up going to a show, show up, and uh, he was just finishing up like his last song. So we, we missed the whole thing. I think it was four or five teammates tonight. And I and, uh, met Luke backstage for a minute. He ends up coming back out on stage with his guitar player and playing like a whole other hour and a half when the place closed down just for four or five of us. So I, I just give you that backstory. just to talk about the, uh, the type of duty he is. And what's awesome is is nothing has changed here, you know, however many years later. So uh, uh, I got to know him a while back, uh, knew that he would, knew that he's uh, a huge supporter of the foundation, and knew that he would probably take this prank well, but I also knew that he loved that truck and has spent a lot of time and resources getting that truck just (laughs) just the way he wants it. Mm -hmm. So a few months ago, uh, I'm in Nashville. and. I actually had some flight issues, so I, I really did need transportation back. I was trying to figure it out. Got the great idea to go steal Luke's truck, because I know he, or at least at the time, he probably doesn't anymore, but he would always leave the keys in that truck um, at his at his house. So we, we did a little night mission, snuck in there, stole his truck, <laughs> and then decided to, uh, to kind of reverse the, or, or, or add to the prank, and... Um, Packed into his social media with the help of his wife Caroline, and and just shot it out basically to the world that he was donating his truck uh, for this giveaway for the foundation. So, well, yeah, it, uh, it worked out pretty good.
2: <laughs> good stuff. Tell us a little bit more about your E Three Ranch Foundation as well. You and uh, your wife Jennifer.
15: Yeah, man, this is something. Uh, again, back when I was playing, I got to play. Four years in DC, and um,
2: just got
15: to spend quite a bit of time at the Walter Reed Medical or Military Hospital there. And man, I was it—it it, it really messed me up in a good way uh, when I got to go in there and meet you know 19, 20 year old kids that were missing limbs or just you know in bad shape one way or another. But but to hear kind of the mindset of. They weren't like it wasn't the woe well is me and you know what am I going to do with the rest of my life. It was more like hey, get me fixed up, get a wheel back on me, do whatever you got to do to get me back over there with my brothers because um, they felt bad, felt like they were leaving guys hanging that were over fighting. And I, you know, I go straight from there to the ballpark where we are totally spoiled. Completely, you know, overpaid to get to go play a game for a living, and I, you know, probably taking that flag and the anthem that we, sat, you know, that we stood before before every game and watch, probably took that for granted in a lot of ways, and it was just kind of a, a, a mind a mind shift for me to uh, to get more involved with those guys, and so really before the foundation was even started, we would in the offseason we would. Host those guys and just fly them out to the ranch as a way to say thanks and, and give them a, a breather and a change of scenery. Um, one thing, you know, one thing turned into another, and then when I retired in '16, uh, we just started doing it, you know, more, more full time and hosting groups of combat veterans out. Um, yeah, just to to hang with them.
2: Very cool. Get
15: my recharge.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Speaking with uh, Adam LaRoche. And I got to ask you, I remember as I was covering the Oakland A's, I was the host of their uh, pre and post game show on their flagship. And I was at spring training in 2016. And I was down at the stadium you guys share with the Dodgers. And I went into the clubhouse because I wanted to talk to Brett Laurie because I knew him from his time in Oakland. And, you know, I re- <clears throat> remember seeing Jimmy Rollins in there and a couple other guys. And then I swear it was a couple days later, the whole thing happened. With Kenny Williams and you know you brought your son Drake in and then Chris Sale starts cutting up uniform. I mean, it, it's fun. It, it's like that, that, that's the first thing I think of now when I when I hear your name for better or worse. Oh, uh, that's what, funny. Where are we yeah. now with all that? Are you cool with Kenny Williams and and all that?
15: Oh man, it's great. Yeah, I have I have no hard feelings towards them, and, and I mean that. You know, it's uh, it, it was um, it. Uh, the the whole backstory on that is there's more to it than just my son and I, and I won't take up a bunch of your time here t- discussing it. But one of the other things we do now through the foundation that I get to be a part of is the counter human trafficking work. And the off season before that, I had taken a trip overseas to do some counter human trafficking work with with a group over there. And um, and so I came back into that spring training already thinking, man, am I really going to go play a game for the rest of the year? when when all this is going on, you know, around the world that, that we can affect, that we can do something about. So I was already a little messed up going into that, so it was almost just like confirmation from God that, hey, I, it's time for you to step away and, and, you know, get in get involved in something else. So with, you know, the whole Drake situation, um, yeah, I mean, it, on, on the bright side it was really neat to see my teammates, Stand up for him, you know the way they did, just because he had, you know, they had known him really well um, from the year before, because he was like another one of our clubbies and Mm bad boys and everything else. So, yeah, just the way it went. But you know, hindsight, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. And this has been way more rewarding uh, than anything I ever got to do on a ball field.
2: Mm -hmm. So, how much do you hunt? Because. I mean, even your Twitter pictures—you got like the the camo. You got like you know, eye black all over your face. I mean, it seems like you know, you got your buck commander, and you bring in the other dudes, duck commander. Uh, is a day when you're yeah. not hunting a bad day? <laughs>
15: I'll tell you what—I hunt a lot less now than when I actually had a job, uh, which I never would have guessed. You know, I thought when I when I retired from baseball, I was planning on like traveling the world hunting. Um. And I spend more time guiding now and hosting other guys. You know, 95% of that is military guys mm-hmm. out to our ranch. Um, and and I don't know if you hunt or if you've got kids, or, but there's just so much more joy in watching somebody, you know, especially somebody that hasn't got to hunt in a long time or maybe never before, uh, get to go out and do that and, and enjoy that. It's been, you know, way better than, than me being out in the field chasing
2: animals <laughs> i got to know your your brother a little bit when he was on the A's, yeah. and, and of course, your dad was a big leaguer as well. I mean what do you I, people kind of think, oh, you were born with this ability, but you still had to work just as hard, but what was it like kind of growing up in in clubhouses?
15: man, I think it made it easier um as I got older and wanted to pursue that because I grew up around those guys. Uh, You know, my brothers and I, we grew up around them our whole life. And so it wasn't like a a, a pipe dream or we didn't look at them as, you know, superhuman or something that we couldn't reach. It was just kind of, you know, just kind of a matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. You know, Dad did it. This is all we know. So, you know, I guess we'll do it. So, yeah, no, there was, was, uh, obviously there was work that had to take place. But I'm very thankful to grow up in that environment. and and have a good understanding of it, you know, even before I got there.
2: And one of the coolest trophies in sports, beyond a doubt, is the gold glove. So is that on your mantle, or is it in a safe deposit box somewhere? Where do you, where's your gold glove?
15: Man, as you speak, I'm looking up in my office. I used to have it in here, and and I tried to, I tried to, uh, I off or, or donated or something a couple of years ago and my wife hid it from me. So I honestly don't know where she put that because um, I think she knows that I'll sell it for the
5: first chance
15: I get <laughs> of the foundation. Mm. So she hid that, she took that in my Silver Slugger and uh, I, I still see the two blank spots where they used to be, but I don't know where she's got them stashed away at.
2: That 2012 season, you know, you think about the Silver Slugger I don't remember, help me, It's 10 years ago. How close were you to making the All-Star team that year?
15: Man, I have no idea, <laughs> uh, honestly. <laughs> it, it, you know, historically, my first years were so bad
5: mm-hmm.
15: that, you know, the All-Star game was never – I would have been the last one picked probably for the All-Star games. And then the second half, you know, I would just have a, a really good second half. But um, I, I don't know that season when I, when I actually put a whole season together um, – I'm not
2: sure. Well, you know, you got traded multiple times, and I just think, like, was that always a jolt, like, oh, i got to put my kids in different schools, or was it like, oh, thank goodness I can leave here?
15: Um, no, it usually wasn't, thank goodness I can leave, because, you know, regardless of how bad you are record-wise, you just developed. You know, really good friendships with, with your teammates and relationships there. So I got to play with some awesome dudes. Um, but I think after the first one, it just kind of becomes no big deal. Because typically, wherever you're going, you're going to know some guys on that team, mm-hmm. um, either just from playing against them or former teammates. So, so it's, it's not like you're going into a totally unknown environment.
2: Well, I want to remind everybody to check out both lukegivesback.org and also E3, the number, E3gives.org. And Luke Gives Back, the grand prize will be Keys to Luke's Custom 2021 GMC Sierra 1500 AT and 30 grand. Second prize is the Ultimate Party with Luke Bryan and friends in Mexico, a five day trip to Luke's Crash My Playa uh, in January. And third prize, a weekend getaway to four people to the Music City, Nashville, dinner at the E3 Chop House as well. Uh, Adam, thanks for coming on, man. Congratulations on a great career and uh, everything you're doing right now to uh, help people. It's very admirable.
15: Man, thank you, and I I appreciate you helping us push this. Um, Yeah, man, good to talk with you, and you guys have a great Christmas.
2: All right, you too. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break and get on back with some Luke Bryan music.
7: Fishing limb lines, running bird dogs through the Georgia pines. Step side covered down to peanut dust. Friday night spotlighting, that was us. It might not have been you, but I can't judge. Just be
5: proud of what makes your country.
0: 800 965 1295. 800 965 1295. That's 800 965 1295.
17: What kind of music do you usually have here?
13: Oh, we got both kinds. We
14: got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy.
2: Thank you for that. And uh, a couple minutes left in our number one of three. Still to come, Kevin Bryant, uh, Clint Coley, Mcyardley, Lorraine Newman, SNL, and uh, Groundlings, of course. Um, I remember, uh, you know, going back on this, talking about with uh, Adam LaRoche in 2016. And I was in the clubhouse there, and then all... Hell broke loose a couple days later with that team. And Chris Sale cut up all the uniforms with scissors. Uh, and Chris Sale said this, and Kenny Williams came down, the GM, and he said, get out of here. There's this really big confrontation. Get out of here. This is the players' locker room. You don't belong here. This is our room. And so Kenny Williams left. And I remember they, someone, ESPN or some other outlet interviewed, Yankees GM Brian Cashman and they asked him about this situation and he's like well you know that's the White Sox deal and they go well is the clubhouse for you guys is that the players he said no the field belongs to the Yankees the clubhouse belongs to the Yankees the dugout belongs to the Yankees the uniform belongs to the Yankees nothing belongs to the players we tell the players where they can go and where they can't go. And um, I just remember him, just in case the Yankees wanted to have their own little revolt about this is our room, you don't belong here. Never <laughs> what and I wasn't there, but the story was the final straw for Jed York was when I guess uh, uh, he went into a meeting, a team-only meeting with Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh I said, "Get out of here. This room is for men." Yeah, you can kind of understand him getting fired. (laughs) Mutual parting of the ways. Get out of here. This is for men. Come on back on Byline.
18: News, I'm Richard Johnson. Please take this storm extremely seriously. President Biden in the Oval Office warning us all to stay in or take plenty of precautions when traveling as that bomb cyclone continues to blast so much of the USA. As for the science, here's meteorologist Greg Carbon at the National Weather Service.
17: Low pressure system associated with the blizzard conditions that are expected to evolve across the Great Lakes is starting to intensify. Over eastern uh, portions of uh, Wisconsin, now this system will move into uh, Michigan and then into southern Canada over the next 24 hours.
18: The snow and blizzard conditions in the Midwest and Northeast morph into just wind and bitter, bitter cold in the south. The storm's done its worst already in the Rockies, where Colorado's major east-west freeway is impassable.
8: So Interstate 70 eastbound from Silverthorne to the Eisenhower Tunnel currently closed. A number of semis have gotten stuck.
18: Colorado Department of Transportation spokesman Bob Wilson on that stretch of I-70 about 60 miles west of Denver. Heavy tow trucks are on the scene. If today's your day for a holiday flight, good luck. This woman at Chicago's O'Hare tells CNN she's optimistic.
16: So far so good for us. We came Absolutely. early enough to uh, hopefully make it and and uh, hopefully our plane will take off today before and we'll get out and uh, get to Orlando to see our family.
18: The website FlightAware counts nearly 1,700 flights canceled and about 2,500 delayed across the USA. No flights home for lawmakers yet. The Senate continues to work on that full-year spending bill. That means right now a long series of votes on amendments. Fallen crypto king Sam Bankman Freed is set to make his first court appearance in New York today. On charges, he swindled investors and stole customers' money. And there's word from Brazil that the health of soccer legend Pele has worsened. His cancer's progressed, and he's fighting COVID. He was admitted to a Sao Paulo hospital yesterday. This is USA News.
11: This view was worth the hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk.
14: Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
11: Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Colagard is right for you. Or visit colagard.com.
19: I'm in.
18: Politics and weather are colliding on the southern border. The city of El Paso, Texas, is setting up temporary housing for thousands of migrants, preparing for the possible end of Title 42 and the plunging temperatures. The city's convention center's been turned into one huge bedroom. And as the Supreme Court weighs the future of Title 42, advocates for migrants are not happy about using a public health rule to deal with asylum seekers.
19: This was easy to predict that people are going to start flooding it if we do not come up with the solutions and put those solutions in place.
18: That's Monica Weisberg-Stewart with the Texas Border Coalition, which continues to call on lawmakers to take real action.
19: This is a site we've seen way too many times. Our congressmen need to do something right now to fix this problem.
18: There was a last-minute push to pass a bipartisan compromise on border policy, but it did not gain any traction. Title 42 uses COVID concerns as the reason for sending to Mexico asylum seekers while their cases are resolved. Blame COVID for a drop in life expectancy. The CDC says the average American life is now 76.4 years, the lowest it's been since 1996. And if you think our drug supply chain issue is a worry, consider China. Authorities there are rationing medicine down to the single pill. Some regions have limited the sale of OTC painkillers to six tablets per customer per week. Rich Johnson, USA News. Progressive
8: is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator.
14: Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Interesting, in my experience, I thought that's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it.
8: Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company.
20: Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
0: 800 761 9334. 800 761 9334. 800 761 9334.
20: That's 800 761 9334. Rick Tittle knows
13: his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
2: Thank you for that. Hour two underway of Tiddletting Sports. How you doing, twitch.tv? In the stream chat... It says hi. I want to offer promotion of your channel. Viewers, followers, views, chat bots. The price is lower than any competitor. The quality is guaranteed to be the best. Auto on. Incredibly flexible and convenient order management panel. Everything is in your hands. Turn it on, off, customize. Go to blank.com. Is it really blank? Buying bu- uh, buying followers. I remember I mentioned that to a guy who does what I do, and he's like, You can do that? I'm like, do you really want to buy followers? I remember another guy who said, I have 15,000, you have 5,000. I'm like, Do you care about that? And he's like, uh, Yeah. I'm like, Okay, well, you're better than me. I am like, Jeez. And uh, I teased Byline, but when we first got Twitter, we had like 55 followers, and the next day we had like 10,055. And I looked at all the names. And it was Yuri Andropov and Leonid Brezhnev and Mikhail Gorbachev. They are all Russian premieres. And so I teased on the air that we bought 10,000 followers in Eastern Europe. And the next day they were gone. So I shamed my line. <laughs> How do you not call them out though? It's like, you have 550 and now you have five, 10,050. Whatever. Social media is the... Uh, it, is the bane of society it, it it really is i know a woman who posted her divorce papers online and said look it's official with all the information on it why do why does anyone want to see that but i think now everybody's a star right like, i'm a star this is why when people quit jobs i didn't get the verbal reinforcement i was supposed to get every day oh you little star <laughs> i'm so sorry all right what am i talking about come on back and we will talk to kevin bryant he's written a really good book called spies on the sideline comedian clint coley is this hour as well big shout out to our troops listening both home and abroad on the american forces radio never you're doing a great job you stay safe come home soon we're proud of you come on back
3: Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the ones you adore. Wine, spirits, beers—all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so so many gifts to explore when you go go to Total Wine and More. Bottles so delightful, whoa oh, oh, whoa oh, whoa! Price so amazingly low, low low low!
14: Love what you find. Always lowest prices at Total Wine and More. Delivery available. Drink responsibly. b twenty-one.
0: That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
12: Guys, are you getting up multiple times a night to use the bathroom? As we get older, so do our prostates. And that can mean urinary problems that affect our sleep and quality of life. Life is better outside the bathroom. Real Health's Prostate Complete can help you relieve those annoying and painful prostate symptoms. Available at Walmart or visit realhealth.com for more information and to order yours today. Try it risk-free with our 120-day money-back guarantee. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease.
1: Check out Channel 9. Check out
2: Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to this show author Kevin Bryant. He has a a new book. It's been featured on ESPN and CBS, the American Book Fest. It's called Spies on the Sidelines, the High-Stakes World of NFL Espionage. Kevin welcome to the show and I would imagine researching a book like this you probably got a lot of people who didn't want to talk about it or go on record right
7: yeah hi
19: Rick thanks for having me on yeah that's uh, that's that's pretty correct um, obviously it's a very sensitive topic so when it came to doing interviews for the book um, you know when I was talking to people around the league I had to leave it um, all those interviews I had to leave them anonymous um, so that I could get people to open up and and talk to me about what really goes on in the NFL.
2: What would you say? You know, when you, I mean, we all we know about Spygate and some other things, but what are what are some of the other things that you have n- noticed or you thought? You know, I need really need to do a deeper dive and write a book about this.
19: Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. You know, I got really interested with everything that went on with the with the Patriots uh, in regards to spying with Spygate and some other things. Um, so that's kind of what led me into it, and what I realized as I started researching um, is that the NFL has a long history of activity, of you know, teams gathering information on their opponents using a variety of techniques, some of these being completely um, um, allowed, others being a bit controversial, and some, you know, some violating NFL rules and bylaws. Um, so, what I go through in the book are all of those categories, and I go through uh, collection techniques, you know, as simple as advanced scouting and debriefing players from other teams, and how do you use uh, information that's out there in the media to gather information on your opponents, to you know, signals collection, uh, elicitation, um, the use of listening devices, looking for paperwork in locker rooms, um, you know, and even, even you, using spies inside of other teams' organizations. So, you know, pretty much everything that you think of that goes on in spying in be, between nation states, um, it's <laughs> gone on in the NFL at one point or another in its history.
2: You know, where Al Davis uh, with the Raiders was always so – uh worried about spies and he would ban beat writers from other teams. I remember he banned Wayne Walker uh, from a practice out here in San Francisco because he thought he was going to tell the Niners something. Uh Al was very paranoid about. Who were some of the other ones that uh you know were always thought people were looking at him?
19: Yeah. Um so yeah, Al Davis was one of those guys that everybody thought was spying on him and sometimes he was, sometimes he wasn't. Um George Allen, who was with the Rams, Um, and then the Colts was another one. George Hallis, many consider him the founder of the NFL, with the Bears. Um, Sid Gilman with the Chargers was another one of those guys. Um, You know, obviously today we've got got Belichick. Um, You know, but when it comes to Davis, you know, he's – He's one of those guys. Everybody was convinced that that he was spying on him, and people thought he was using listening devices in the locker rooms. Um, I've got I've got one uh, pretty good tale on him if you if you're interested in hearing it. Sure. Um, so, in, in back in 1965, uh, Jets head coach Weeb Eubank, mm. who was who is who, who did a lot of uh, controversial collection in his own right, but he caught a Raider scout, Maury Slicer. On the Jets bus as it was returning to a hotel after a pregame practice in Oakland. Um, so, you know, and, uh, ev- you know, obviously, you know, Schleicher was sitting there watching the entire, um, you know, walkthrough practice that um, that the Jets were having. And then, you know, I, what I believe happened is he hopped on the bus, saying, "You know what? I bet if I can sneak on this bus, I can and just sit here quietly." Um, I can maybe overhear some some information that might be useful to uh, to Al and the Raiders. So, you know, so that's what he did. Uh, unfortunately, he was caught, and Coach Weeb, Eubank was kind enough uh, just to simply kick him off the bus. Um, but uh, you know, it just goes goes to show uh, you know how far teams are are willing to go to try to get that you know game time advantage.
2: You know, just this week we heard that, uh, you know, a Miami Dolphins practice was recorded and leaked on Twitter. And that's the other thing now. Like everybody's got their own movie camera in their hands. And so you think about all the other ways of eye watches and GPS and drones. I mean, as you said, this is like stuff from the Pentagon, right?
19: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. You know, that's a big fear, obviously, in college football um, where – it's much harder to secure your practice facilities because usually there's a lot of uh, university buildings that overlook these fields. They're pretty open access to the public. Um, You know, NFL teams have by and large gone to using indoor practice facilities. um, And everybody thinks that's because of the weather, which, you know, that plays a role in it. But very often it's because they got sick and tired of, of opponents spying on them. And, um You know, but, you know, like we saw with the Dolphins, you know, when you're, when you go and practice at a, another team's facilities or even a a neutral third party facility and you don't have all the defensive countermeasures in place there like you do at your home facility, uh, you know, it just opens up a lot of opportunities for your opponents or from third parties, which just may be a fan. Um, out there, of a team that sees a sees an opportunity, and says, "You know what? I'm gonna record this and stick it on the internet," and you know that can that can provide some some really good information about what teams are, you know, what they may see, what they may face, some trick plays, um, who may be out injured, and while it seems you know kind of oh, that's not that big a deal, it actually can be a very big deal.
2: And then the countermeasures we've seen, like. Uh especially out here, I think Oregon, Colorado, other teams have copied it in college football. They'll have maybe three or four guys hold up these signs, and it's got Burger King, Pac-Man, Stephen Colbert, and Eagle. You know, It's just (laughs) all the different ways to get around stealing signals. What do you think about those big old things?
19: Yeah, well, you know, they're absolutely needed because the bottom line is you have to have some way. You know, it doesn't matter what way you use, but you have to be able to... Carefully hide the signal that you're sending into your players because what, what happens is if you just hold up a sign that has a burger on it, eventually your opponents are going to figure out that that burger sign corresponds to a certain play. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, the opponent is going to know what play you're going to run before you ever run it. And that's game over. So, They come up with ways like, oh, we'll hold up three different signs. The opponent doesn't know which sign is the, you know, applies to the specific play. And they use a lot of various techniques in the NFL. Of course, um, you have headsets that allow coach to player communication, but in college football, that isn't around. And that's why you see the signs held up in college football. Whereas you don't, you no longer see that for the most part in, in the NFL.
2: We just have about 30 seconds. Can you tell us real quick about the dwarf who pretended to be a baby in a stroller?
19: Absolutely. So, yeah, that was uh, quite a story dating back to 67. So the Rams, under Coach George Allen, um, allegedly wanted to get some information out of a Colts before they played them during a Hollywood practice. And so uh, supposedly what George Allen did was had a dwarf Uh, dressed up like a baby and put in a stroller um, and pushed by a woman playing the role of his mother uh, past a practice field so that they could try to, you know, figure out what the Colts were up to and, you know, what special plays they were implementing.
2: Amazing stuff. Spies on the Sidelines, the high-stakes world of NFL espionage. You can go to spiesonthesidelines.com as well. we were speaking with the author Kevin Bryant. Kevin, congratulations on the book and thank you for coming by the show today.
19: Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate you having me on, Rick.
2: All right, good stuff. Clint Coley, comedian on the other side. Come on back.
0: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
14: I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
2: All right, uh, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You know we love the Helium Comedy Clubs, and for New Year's Eve in St. Louis, get your tickets at heliumcomedy.com, because New Year's Eve, there'll be a first show at 8.15, and then the big one at 10.45, with our guest headliner, Clint Coley. Clint, welcome to the show, man. And for those New Year's Eve shows, I know some comedians, you know, they, they, they're either really, really fun or they really, really stink. So <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be great, obviously. But for you, what's it like counting down with the
17: crowd?
1: Um, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, first of all, after you've done the show, when you made everybody laugh, because usually we're probably getting off stage, or not getting off, but, you know, wrapping up our jokes. Before the the, uh, the ball countdowns, um, but to be honest, what you did, yeah, no, it's I I just like hearing everybody in the crowd counting down with me. Like usually, like on New Year's Eve, if you're by yourself, you only count down by yourself, and nobody cares. When you actually have like a whole crowd doing it, it's the, it's the best feeling ever.
2: I was just in uh, Philly a couple weeks ago, and uh, I love All that right. I, I love that town, man. It's just uh, it's no, there's no other town like it, but. Taking a pretzel and squishing it down into a rectangle. What's that all about?
1: I don't know nothing about that. Somebody school me. I don't. I don't take pretzels and, and, and make them rectangles. And <laughs> I eat my pretzels. Like that's, that's that's wasteful. Who does that? Like.
2: So, how many times in your life at two a.m. did you get something to eat out of Wawa's? Uh,
1: I mean, I just went to. I was in Philly for the holiday, not for the holidays. But my sister just had a baby. So I was there, you know, for the for the past couple of weeks, and uh, every night I was at Wawa <laughs> two, three, four o'clock in the morning because baby wouldn't shut up, you know. So I, I I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna be up, I'm gonna eat. something. Yes, uh, that happens very, 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 very often. So much so that uh, I think I should I should start getting Wawa stock.
2: <laughs> yeah, me. Well, let's talk about music is the love language podcast, because that's, uh, you know, I mean, multifaceted, that's not just about comedy. I, I love that about, I mean, we're all big music fans, so how did that all get started?
1: I mean, you know, I think what I wanted to do was, I wanted to tap, so like, we're in an age now where it comes to with, with creativity, where you don't have to be just one thing, you can you can wear multiple hats. And for me, you know, even though, uh, I'm a comedian and comedy is my thing, I love, love, love music, w- music and sports. I can literally sit down and talk to somebody about music and sports all day. There's no point in having a podcast where you don't want, really have nothing to talk about. You're trying to fish the current events and stuff like that. So, um, and also, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I love romance. And, uh, when, 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 uh, when guys, you know, when they, um, when when they meet women, a lot of times I've noticed that they don't they don't really have anything to talk about, and I think music is a great starting point. Um, that's that's where it came from.
2: Was this all kind of from your original advice from an F boy?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I'm I'm, I'm growing up now. No no more of that. <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> the thing I love about Philly too is that you know out here in the Bay Area. If you want to, like, drink, it's basically Friday, Saturday night. It seems like on, in Philly, like, every night's Friday night for
1: drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I also DJ, too, right? Mm. And Tuesday night, we had something at the spot called the Blob Barber in Philly. Guess what? Yes, we were drinking on a Tuesday night.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking on a Tuesday night.
2: So are you down by Center City, or where are you at in Philly?
1: Well, I actually don't live in Philly anymore. I live in Los Angeles. Um so I am on the west coast with you. Um but yeah, no, Philly, uh, I grew up uh in the Germantown uh East Oakland area.
2: My I so we always, call that uptown. Yeah. I always try to go to McGillens and go upstairs that uh you've been there probably on Drury Street.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, sir.
2: Nice and crowded.
1: Yes. <laughs> always crowded. I don't like I don't like a lot of crowds when I go out to drink though. I don't like a big right. I don't like a large, right. huge you know, because, like, here's the thing, because somebody's going to spill a beer on me. And when somebody spills <laughs> a beer on me, it's, I, I get it, you get it by accident, but you're probably drunk, and you're probably going to say something I'm not going to like. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> so the Blind Barber, that's too funny. Yeah. And that's, where's that at?
1: Uh The Blind Barber in Philly is downtown on 13th and Simpson, I believe. And um, yeah, so it's actually they're 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 not a chain, but they have more than one. They have, I mean, I don't know how many. How many of you have the B chain? More than one, I'm assuming, right?
2: Yeah, two or three. I don't know.
1: Okay, they have they have four. So they have two in Los Angeles, two in New York, one in Chicago, and one in Philadelphia. And um, uh, the one in Philly, though, it's 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 disguised as a barbershop when you walk in. It's actually an actual barbershop. But then when you go in the back and you go upstairs, it's like a speakeasy.
2: Yeah, I know. Bryce Harper, he, like, did some deal with them in Philly, the Blind Barber.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. I remember, and and by the way, you know, it's funny, Mark Norman, fellow comedian, he says, the whitest thing I do is after I get a haircut, I leave. So what is it about, like, African-American culture hanging around the barbershop?
1: I mean, you know what, man? The barbershop is where you can talk Mm -hmm. freely. About anything, like Barbara's a therapist. <laughs> like, 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 you're Barbara, that's your Barbara. That's your first. Like my barber was my first therapist. So yeah, man. How was the blah blah blah? And then it's like, did yeah, you realize you're rambling? When you're talking. And also, barbers talk a lot too. <laughs>
2: that's good. You know? So, um, you know, as they say, you do all this stuff when you you wrote, produce, you star in these films under your Everybody Eats Productions banner, you know, mm-hmm. first date, first time, scratch, mm-hmm. getting in the International Black mm-hmm. Film Festival. Are you still uh, trying to pump out the the movies?
1: Uh, so a lot of those a lot of those are just um, things that I was doing for fun because what I want to do is I'm really trying to break into television and, and, and film writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we do have a project that actually did get picked up um, recently. So uh, I'm not allowed to say, unfortunately, you know, we got to, you got to, got got it's not official until deadline announcement. Um, but yeah, like, yes, I'm very much, that is, that is something that, that I'm very much very into and something that I'm, 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 I'm working very, very, very hard at, you know, writing and, that's not easy. I'll tell you that right now, man. So um, uh, I do want, I want to make sure that we're, we're all represented when we, when, when on television um and, and, and in films um, and yeah. Yeah. So, do you
2: yeah. take acting like a fish to water, or do you have to like you know work hard at acting class and stuff?
1: You ha- you have to work hard at acting class. I think that it's a um, you know uh, acting classes you know it strengthens your skill. And also, I don't think that people could just wake up in the morning and just say, "Oh, I'm." You know, mm-hmm. there are people who are just naturally gifted in acting. You know, but at the end of the day. Michael Jordan was naturally gifted at basketball. He had to work at it. Right. Same thing with Kobe Bryant and anybody else. who You know what I'm, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes, gifts are great, but you have to you have to make sure you work at them.
2: And then, uh, are you got plans on another album, a fifth album?
1: Yes, I do have plans on another album. Uh, it will be out uh, sometime next year. but I think sometime like it's already done. It's already recorded. I just have to figure out when I'm putting it out.
2: So, did you during the pandemic? Did you do a lot of the Zoom shows and the outdoor rooftop shows and stuff like that, or, or yeah, did you? Don't, don't, don't remind
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was. I was doing Zoom shows. I was doing outdoor shows. I was doing all that, and it was. It was not fun. I'll say that. It was not, it was not
2: fun. And the other things too is like, yeah, you can't go ahead and uh, you know get that feedback because. You know, for me, I'm used to no feedback. I just say something, and I'll find out a month later if anybody liked it or not. But if, as a comedian, if mm-hmm. if you can't hear the laughing, you you feel like you're bombing,
1: right? Exactly. Like the laugh gives you affirmation to keep going. Like if you just tell a joke and you just you're just staring at the screen and you don't hear or see anybody, yeah, that's that's that hurts. It sucks. <laughs> it's, it's not. That's not fun. Nobody. That is not how comedy was intended to be done. No, it doesn't. You know who? Nobody wants, like, yeah, the laughter really, like, first of all, no comedian gets into comedy and doesn't want laughs. That makes no sense. Like, I remember I heard a comedian like, yeah, man, you know, I don't really care about the laugh. i just, what do you mean you don't care about the laugh? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Why are you, why are we here?
2: <laughs> right, exactly. You know where you need to go New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening in the Midwest, you need to get to the St. Louis Helium go to heliumcomedy.com for tickets. It's Clint Coley. He's got two shows New Year's Eve. That's a Saturday night baby, 8:15. Yes. And the when the confetti and the balloons and everything comes down, I would believe 10:45 show as well. Clint, thanks for coming in. Next time you're in the Bay Area, man, come on by. I'd love to have you.
1: I will actually absolutely come by. Thank you for having me. I all appreciate right. you.
2: Sure, no problem at all. And uh, yeah, that uh, mcgillen's place <clears throat> I remember it was. Uh, I went there with uh, Adam Copeland, who's now on KMBR uh, a few years ago, and then we were back. We're like, we got to go to McGillen's, and then I went again. <laughs> it's just. I wish we had more bars like that in San Francisco. It's just very, very cool. All right, we'll take a quick break. We will come on back with open lines at one 878 blue.
14: getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk
18: for pneumococcal pneumonia.
14: I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. Pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower risk Response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1 855 213 2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I
18: want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20.
4: Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call
12: InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp Data Bank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308 When do broadcasters go too far? Where does
8: hilarity stop and vulgarity begin?
1: I remember how it all began I used to sing dirty rap to my Eastside fans Back then, I knew you couldn't stop this rap No MC could rock that.
14: Don't ask Rick Tittle to bring it, because it already done got brought.
2: Thank you for that. And we have lines available at 1-800-878-PLAY. <clears throat> Still have Lorraine Newman coming up in an hour. She's been on the show several times. Always great having Lorraine on. She'll be at Sketchfest. By the way, Dave Hill had a uh, a brain poop yesterday. Uh, he apologized for flaking. He just forgot. It happens. He's going to be on the show, I believe, in the next week or two, and we'll bring back uh, Dave uh, for that. Um, you know, I was listening to Marty Lurie yesterday on the radio, who uh, is a longtime baseball guy, did uh, his own little pre-game, pre-pre-game show for the A's for years and years, and then went over to the Giants and done it. And, you know, he was talking about where do the Giants go from here, and he was like, how about Will Myers? Well, he just signed with the Reds. (laughs) Let me ask you this, Dominic. Would you rather have Will Myers or Yaz?
13: I don't like either option, but I'll stick with Yaz's defense over Will Myers.
2: All right, I'd rather go with Will Myers. Let's go to, we can all agree on this, Vince and Lafayette. Go ahead, Vince.
9: Yeah, I have a question. I watched the soccer, I was watching a lot of the games, and just about everybody I know watched the finals. But I have a question. I'm just Yahoo American and probably doesn't know anything. But watching it, it just seems so stupid to go to a shootout. But they don't do that in hockey when you're in the playoffs, and um, they just keep playing. Um, I. Why don't they do in soccer, instead? Of like I know they added one extra player for the um, overtime for um, you're allowed to have. You're, why don't they just you, make you it four you, or five?
2: You don't get an extra player.
9: No, not an extra player, but an extra, uh, um, you can put an extra player in it. You know, change an extra player. Oh, you mean an extra sub. Uh, extra sub, yeah. So what I'm saying is why don't they just have it where... You go into overtime. You have instead of one, maybe three or four. Uh, it's but just you keep playing. It,
2: because then it's you. You can't, Vince. These guys run more than ten miles. It's two hours of constantly running. It would be an abomination. It would just be guys like walking around. It would be so ugly to watch. This is the best way to end it. I'm telling you.
9: Because uh, you watch hockey, right? And you've you've I mean, um, obviously you watch hockey because you know I know you, hmm. and they have. The overtimes and, and sometimes they go like four, five, six, even seven periods, and you see the players totally exhausted, but still, still super exciting, isn't it? In hockey.
2: Yeah, but even they have a shootout. They don't play forever. They only do it in the no, playoffs. No, they do in the playoffs. That's what I'm
9: talking about in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about <laughs> a regular season game. Yeah, but I'm talking the, about like you're in the final. Yeah, but, there, but you got
2: to remember too, though, Vince. This is a thing where these guys change every shift. Soccer players don't get to rest. Well,
9: just. Changing in an overtime where you could put, like I said, sort of one <laughs> no, then play. it's not, then it's that's a different, six, but
2: then it's a different sport.
9: I don't know. I, I just seem so, I don't know. I, I just seem so disappointed to end it that way. That was just my opinion. I, well, some,
2: look, a lot of people agree with you. I think it's an amazing way to end the game and I have no sympathy for the team that chokes
9: I don't call it choking. I mean, I just think they had a – I mean, to me, both teams, hats off. I thought they played a fantastic – it was one of the greatest games I've ever seen in soccer. They both played – I mean, they have no shame The French. I think they played their their hearts out. Uh, That's not a choke. And they had the flu, you know, shortly before the the game, you know, like the last three or four days. So I think they played their hearts out. I don't have anything against Argentina. I think they played their hearts out. I think they gave us a great entertaining – and I just tip my hats off to those guys. I it was just that was like when you watch the earthquakes and you see how they trade down so they save money and they never pay anything and they have these crappy players and the, and anybody they get good they wind up losing because they don't pay them anything. And then you watch real soccer and you go, wow, that is that's the way it's supposed to be played. I wish we could do it here because mm-hmm. that was exciting. Yeah. I, I was I, I was <laughs> that was even uh, watching the Americans when we lost. Uh, to the Netherlands. I mean, I watched. That was an exciting game. Even though it was, you know, we got a goal and we got two to one, and before you know, they got another one. I was thinking, oh man, who's like to come back? I mean, it was exciting. I I was excited all the way through. I was watching a lot of different mm-hmm. games. There. There's, the nothing, and, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing like
2: the World Cup. There's nothing like it.
9: Oh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like I said, I was, I was the, <laughs> I wasn't happy. I mean, I was like, wow, this is the way soccer is. Whoa. Mm-hmm. This is a cool sport. Now I understand what you're coming from. I never yeah. understood soccer fans before, yeah. but now well, I, I never. You know, I, it's I've,
2: funny. I never really understood till the 1982 World Cup. That's when it really hit me how big it was.
9: Well, this one hit me. So I'm mm-hmm. a little older than you, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot later than you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start watching soccer m- more often than I. Done in the past, cool. so I just wanted to say that. The other thing I want to talk about and I know I shift gears like that, sometimes I wonder if you're supposed to do this but in basketball, I was watching the Warriors yesterday and obviously they're in dismal shape right now because of the injuries they have, but what's your thought of Wiseman? I mean, he had 30 points, he, had a lot of, he was getting a lot of close in looks, he was getting rebounds I thought, I mean, the only thing you have to watch off, from him, but it wasn't with the entire team's defense maybe a little bit but he was still getting blocked shots do you think Wiseman's starting to turn the corner?
2: Um, uh, in in a way, yes. Uh, to me, the most important thing for him is to just stay healthy and be an NBA player and and learn and and yeah. I mean, getting absolutely obliterated by the Nets. I mean, this is their longest road trip. Thankfully, it's over. Uh, they did not obviously without Steph Curry. There's not a lot to look at there, but. Yeah, I mean, look, Wiseman at this point in in his career, he just has to, you know, thirty. Let me see, thirty rebounds, six or sorry, 30.6 yeah, thirty point six rebounds, points. two assists. Anytime, I remember when Chris and Gatling. Yeah, I remember Greg Papa. He said, "If any, if you ever get to thirty, or Jim Barnett said, if you get to thirty points in a game, that's something that most NBA players never do in their career." And I remember I talked to Greg Papa about when Chris Gatling did it, and. He, was, uh, he had made a pretty funny Chris Gatling. This is. I'm going way back here. Chris Gatling joke. But, I remember,
5: I yeah. remember Gatling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the thing about Wiseman... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wiseman doesn't need to look at plus-minus, which I think is a stupid stat. It's kind of dumb in hockey, but it makes sense. It's really dumb in the NBA, plus-minus. But he just needs to just play... Uh, you know, he played almost a half hour yesterday. He just needs to stay healthy and make this his rookie year. I think the one thing... That, um, you know, his accuracy, he only missed two shots the whole night. Uh, He did miss uh, three free throws, which a lot of big men do. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, I hope he's starting to turn the corner, but I'm not expecting anything out of him just yet.
9: Yeah, I mean, but I I was hoping he'd be a lot better. The other guy, this guy I really like that (laughs) nobody talks about because he's mostly in Santa Cruz. I've been watching some of the Santa Cruz games. He played last night, and he did really well as well as Baldwin. I really like him. I think he's going to be a good player. Um, obviously, he's too young right now to really have an impact on the Warriors. But They had a great game yesterday. Um, and I think Bolin's going to be a really good player. I'm thinking three years from now. hope they don't trade him out of a panic attack. I think the Warriors are in trouble this year, though. I think they should have kept GP, two. I think that was a big mistake. And the other thing is I think that... They- they let a lot of their players go and they was a real they had a really good second bench I mean a second bench they really had a good bench and I because these guys are ridiculously young, you're 20 years old you're not, or 21 some of them you don't expect much out of, of these guys at that age they're supposed to be still in college I expect 23 24 is when these guys start shining so I don't know what they're going to do I, I think they're in a pickle I mean you know I, I think um, plays on his way down. And I'm not knocking Clay. I think they're probably going to reduce his salary in, in, when it comes up—not this year, but the following year. Um, Green is starting to slow down a little bit. I mean, he's still a great player, but he's not like he was. And I mm-hmm. think let, let me just
2: throw this at there? you about Gary Payton. The second, all right, and I liked him. There's no doubt I liked him. This year he's making 8.3 million. Next year 8.7 million. The year after that 9.1 million. He was the four hundred and nineteenth best NBA player last year. Now he's in the top one hundred and he's averaging five point two points a game and he's thirty years old. He's a nice no, he's guy. Overpaid. Yeah, he's way he's overpaid paid. and he deserves it. But that's what the Warriors would have had to have paid to keep to, I know I, you know. know, I know,
9: I know. I just I was pissed at Portland. I thought I really thought and this is me guessing, and you know, I don't know crap. I was thinking five to four. I thought that's where he was gonna be. I was shocked when he got what he did. I mean, but still only a few million, but it's a, because we're over the 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 penalty, it's like five times or something like that, or four or five times. It's ridiculous. So I, I think they should get rid of it. I, I, I suggested this, and I got yelled at by the talk show at some other station. I, I said what they should do is that people who are homegrown, shouldn't count on the salary cap. That means the people you draft, but the salary cap should be a lot lower. So this way, free agents would have a harder time going from team to team. But you could pay your home play, players anytime anything you want because it wouldn't be on the salary cap. I think that would really be this way. Players could stay with the team, you know. And you only leave mm-hmm. if they're really bad or something. Like then you think that would be, and you could be like homegrown. Like maybe if you stay with the team for four or five years, let so say like if you split one team and go to another, and if you're there for four or five years, you get to be considered homegrown again, and they could pay you whatever. And I just think I just think it'd be a lot better for the NBA. That's just. Probably crazy thought. <laughs> and what do you think of the last thing? And I, again, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm, I'm an A's and Philly fan. Mm. Phillies. Um, what do they do? What happened to that shortstop? And, I mean, I don't understand um, it, because the Mets grabbed them up. Um, do you think? What do you think happened? I don't know. I, I, I have no, no no idea. But it just seems really strange. What do you, what do you think the real story is? I'm your guessing too, of course. But what do you think?
2: I, I think is what we've had reported is that they had some doctor look at something. I, I don't believe it's the ankle from when he was in a ball eight years ago. That makes no sense. Some doctor said, if I were you, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, he had a suit on. He was ready to do the press conference. They were going to put him on a cable car and take him up and down California street so, uh, I just think they got cold feet when they saw something in the report. But you don't call a press conference until all that stuff is already done. So, they put the cart ahead of their horse, and it was very embarrassing for them.
9: Yeah, I saw, and then they didn't return any calls to Boris. I mean, I believe he's telling the truth. And I thought that was pretty lame. You got to talk to him and, you know, and explain your situation. But I don't know. I, I was shocked because the Giants always consider like a class organization. The A's are the ones I think are bozos, but you know, it's just my opinion. And you think? Uh, and I heard Lakeup's offer has always been there for the A's. Any chance that I'm selling? No. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> I just want Lakeup to buy the A's. I want him to stay. I mean, I'm really getting scared because I think you, you may be right. I'm hoping so God that you're wrong that they could be going to Vegas. I mean, it's just you know, Oakland is so stupid. I mean, um, and. and they, but they're giving them more than they could possibly. I and mean, then you got the stupid politics involved. You have to have so many uh, what do they call low cost housing, mm-hmm. which then throws the project in the jeopardy. I mean, they got to exempt some things. I mean, you saw what happened in China Basin, you know, and, I, and they could put low cost housing in where the Coliseum is or something like that, you know, and, and put it there. So you know, you have to you know keep the. The, the Fisherman Wharf area or are, you know, really, really, really nice, you know, whatever whatever they call that. I forgot what they call it, the area in Oakland, that really nice spot. I mean, that's like gold right there. You want to make yeah. it Jack super London.
5: nice. And,
9: yeah. yeah, Jack London Square. Yeah. That is beautiful. I mean, that is absolutely... Yeah. And that is like you know, that's gold. I mean, if you go to Oakland, that's to me, that's better than the Oakland Hills yeah. because you got the water view. It's better than anything. Right. And I, I, the only other spots like near Berkeley, I like yeah. Rockridge area. That's right. my two favorite spots.
2: Anyway, to I, to come, but I don't know. Yeah, I gotta run, Vince. But thanks for the call, man. I Appreciate. it.
9: Yeah, and I hope uh, hope uh, any big players the A's are going to sign.
5: No one,
2: <laughs> no one at all. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> Maybe you. <laughs> no, that Take was care. yeah. Merry Christmas. Not that bad. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Merry Christmas.
0: If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money.
7: business heals all wounds i mean look at our relationship with germany or japan who can even remember what all the fuss was about
14: Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine.
2: All right, thanks for that. We do have a football game tonight, speaking of Amazon. Jags at Jets. The Jags are 6-8 and eight with a teeny chance of the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence on the earth, 3,520 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 7 picks. That's not bad, folks. And the Jets were 7-4. and We're going to the play. They've lost three games in a row. Yikes. Well, who's their quarterback? Is it Mike White? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Joe Flacco? Mike White beat out Zach Wilson, the top three pick. Uh, The Jets kind of seem like a mess uh, as uh, usual. But uh the Jags are no pushovers. You know, you think about that overtime win in Dallas on Sunday and Lawrence threw four touchdown passes, a career high. They're starting to uh they're starting to believe in themselves a little bit under Doug Peterson there at uh six and eight uh now. But uh yeah, if the Jets wanna uh go to the playoffs, they have to beat the Jaguars at home. Let's get real. All right, we will get real in the third hour as well. Nick Yardley and Lorraine Newman of SNL's original cast will join us once again. I'm Rick Tittle. Take a quick news break. Come on
3: back.
18: USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. Please take this storm extremely seriously. President Biden in the Oval Office warning us all to stay in or take plenty of precautions when traveling as that bomb cyclone continues to blast so much of the USA. As for the science, here's meteorologist Greg Carbon at the National Weather Service.
17: Low pressure system associated with the blizzard conditions that are expected to evolve across the Great Lakes is starting to intensify. Over eastern uh, portions of uh, Wisconsin, now this system will move into uh, Michigan and then into southern Canada over the next 24 hours.
18: The snow and blizzard conditions in the Midwest and Northeast morph into just wind and bitter, bitter cold in the south. The storm's done its worst already in the Rockies, where Colorado's major east-west freeway is impassable.
8: So Interstate 70 eastbound from Silverthorne to the Eisenhower Tunnel currently closed. A number of semis have gotten stuck.
18: Colorado Department of Transportation spokesman Bob Wilson on that stretch of I-70 about 60 miles west of Denver. Heavy tow trucks are on the scene. If today's your day for a holiday flight, good luck. This woman at Chicago's O'Hare tells CNN she's optimistic.
16: So far so good for us. We came Absolutely. early enough to uh, hopefully make it and and uh, hopefully our plane will take off today before and we'll get out and uh, get to Orlando to see our family.
18: The website FlightAware counts nearly 1,700 flights canceled and about 2,500 delayed across the USA. No flights home for lawmakers yet. The Senate continues to work on that full-year spending bill. That means right now a long series of votes on amendments. Fallen crypto king Sam Bankman fried is set to make his first court appearance in New York today. On charges, he swindled investors and stole customers' money. And there's word from Brazil that the health of soccer legend Pele has worsened. His cancer's progressed, and he's fighting COVID. He was admitted to a Sao Paulo hospital yesterday. This is USA News.
11: This view was worth the hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk.
14: Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
11: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit colagard.com.
19: I'm in.
18: Politics and weather are colliding on the southern border. The city of El Paso, Texas, is setting up temporary housing for thousands of migrants, preparing for the possible end of Title 42 and the plunging temperatures. The city's convention center's been turned into one huge bedroom. And as the Supreme Court weighs the future of Title 42, advocates for migrants are not happy about using a public health rule to deal with asylum seekers.
19: This was easy to predict that people are going to start flooding it if we do not come up with the solutions and put those solutions in place.
18: That's Monica Weisberg-Stewart with the Texas Border Coalition, which continues to call on lawmakers to take real action.
19: This is a site we've seen way too many times. Our congressmen need to do something right now to fix this problem.
18: There was a last-minute push to pass a bipartisan compromise on border policy, but it did not gain any traction. Title 42 uses COVID concerns as the reason for sending to Mexico asylum seekers while their cases are resolved. Blame COVID for a drop in life expectancy. The CDC says the average American life is now 76.4 years, the lowest it's been since 1996. And if you think our drug supply chain issue is a worry, consider China. Authorities there are rationing medicine down to the single pill. Some regions have limited the sale of OTC painkillers to six tablets per customer per week. Rich Johnson, USA News. Progressive
8: is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator.
14: Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak interesting in my experience that's why i just translate not allowed to have opinions got it
8: quote with progressive and see if you could save with america's number one motorcycle insurer progressive casualty insurance company do you own an annuity either fixed
18: rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so annuity general would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an
8: annuity
0: Hurry. Supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845.
20: Rick Tittle knows his sports.
13: I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
2: Thank you for that, and welcome back to Titulating Sports. Hey, how's it going, eh? How you doing, eh? I heard John Lynch talking about the Commanders. Of course, John Lynch is the GM of the 49ers, and he said it's the best defensive line we'll face all year, which I thought was interesting. But here's the thing. Chase Young has not played all year, and he might play finally this year, or this game, make his 2022 debut. A full go at week 16. He has not played in over 13 months. How? Well, he tore his ACL and his MCL and ruptured his patellar tendon. Ouch. That was late November of last year. He was cleared to practice November 2nd. Taken off the pup list. That's physically unable to perform. Three weeks after that. Put back on the 53-man roster. All the T's crossed and I's dotted. And despite being added back, he missed the next three games because he just wasn't ready. And, how you know, it's very easy to understand, even if you're just walking around, much less trying to get around an offensive tackle, uh, what have you. But uh, you think about improving Washington's pass rush, um, Yes. <laughs> Unless he's going to hit Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet, I think it'll definitely improve it. And, you know, you look at Washington right now, and uh, at 7-6-1, and one, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing when you look at the playoff picture that um, every team in the NFC East is in the playoffs right now. I mean, it really is astounding. Every team is in the NFC East. The Eagles are the first team with the bye, and then you got Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. The NFC least is not. It is ready to go. All right. Mick Yardley on the other side. Lorraine Newman at 1140
6: Pacific. Come on back. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA.
0: Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482.
3: titillating sports with rick tittle rick tittle is a genius the best show ever he's so wonderful genius the best show ever he's so wonderful titillating sports with rick tittle rick tittle is a he's so handsome he's a genius coming up next
8: rick tittle
2: all right we're looking for mick yardley And if we get him, we'll throw him on the air. He's been highly elusive lately. It's on a track phone yesterday. But anyway, lines are open right now at 1-800-878-PLAY if you'd like to get in. The Boston Red Sox have released Eric Hosmer. And uh, they DFA'd him when they got Wyatt Mills uh, last week. And uh, nobody claimed him. And uh, I tweeted out, bring him over to the A's. They could do a lot worse than this guy. And remember the Padres' eight-year, $144 million contract? And the Red Sox brought him in. Look, he still hit two sixty-eight last year. So, I don't know, I would do it. All right, uh, pro com and pro-wagering. It's hard to get a hold of Mick, so let's go to the main man, J.D. Sharp. J.D., just to remind everyone, are you still batting over 700 on your NFL picks?
21: Yeah, I am. I'm 63-24. I went 7-4 last week, Uh, 72.6% on an 87-game sample size. I'm basically making Brandon Lang from Truth for the the Money look bad at this point. So,
5: yeah.
21: It's it's been a it's been an unbelievably good NFL season, and hopefully this this becomes the norm for me moving forward.
2: Well, let's talk about tonight's game on Amazon. It'll be TNF with the Jags at the Jets, and it looked like the Jets were going to be a playoff team. Surprise, surprise! At seven and four, but they've lost three in a row. And Mike White, the former coach, he's the head the quarterback, not Zach Wilson. Or wait, Joe Flacco's still there? Look, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, through four touchdown passes and shocked Dallas last week. He's got over 3,500 3, passing yards, 24 touchdowns, seven picks. Those are pretty good stats for any quarterback. So, Doug Peterson uh, trying to get the best out of the former number one overall pick there in Trevor Lawrence. But this is an interesting game because, you know, a month ago we would have just said Jets and gone to bed. But uh, I don't know. What do you think?
21: Yeah, it's a it's a very strange game. And actually Mike White is out Got Zach Wilson starting again. And he played okay last week against the Lions. He, he, he's very capable of making big plays. He's also capable of making terrible, terrible mistakes. He doesn't really pass over 55% ever. Um, the Jaguars have some injuries, though, defensively. Uh, fullon Russo Fudakowski is their left defensive end. He's about 6'4, 3'30. He's a huge, huge guy, which is necessary against stopping the run. But yeah, Lawrence has played very well. He has three weapons. He throws, no, four weapons now that he throws to with, with Kirk and Jones and Marvin Jones. And obviously, uh, Evan Ingram with an Etienne plays pretty well, but he's, he, he likes to fumble a little bit. Um, Lawrence has had one pick in his last five games. He's, you're right. He's got those 24 and 7 stats. He's also very mobile. Their offensive line, if healthy, is, is a big addition for them. But this line is two and a half. It's in New York. Um, the, the over-under is like 39 or 36. Or It's a pretty, it's a pretty low number. This is a game that I really haven't made a decision on yet. I looked at the line three days ago, and I just thought to myself, this is, this is Jaguars all day. And then um, I'm not second-guessing myself, but I'm just kind of getting taking in more information as it comes to me. And I, just, I haven't made a play on it yet, but I do love what I've seen from Lawrence. I don't like what I've seen from Zach Wilson. However, I don't like what I've seen from the Jaguars' defense either, and I do like what I've seen from the Jets' defense, especially when Quinnen Williams is playing who has 11 sacks on the year as a defensive tackle, which is unheard of. He was dominant at Bama, and he's now dominant in the NFL. So I have to wait and see what what really develops with this game before I make a decision. But if I had to lean one way right now, it might be to the over. But I, I, I wouldn't say that I have a, a play set in stone by any stretch of the imagination. right?
2: The NFC East right now, all four teams are playoff teams, and we're going to get the uh, Eagles facing the uh, Cowboys, and the Cowboys are going to be raring to go after that slip-up against Jacksonville. But it looks like Gardner Minshew is going to take over. Now, the Eagles only need to win one of their last three games to to clinch that top seed and playoff uh, home-field advantage throughout. Uh, Minshew, who I've had on the show before, he's a hilarious guy, and he also is a pretty damn good... Uh, NFL quarterback as well. Um, normally, when your starter is out, and we know that Jalen hurts right now, um, normally we would say, you know, we'd have to, <laughs> we would have to adjust things. Wow, I got a laugh out of that. Um, but what do you think uh, about okay. uh, Minshew madness in Philly?
21: I, I think that, and don't call me a conspiracy theorist, Rick. But well, I think that it was in the NFL's best interest. the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Dallas Cowboys
15: because now you have
21: the Cowboys against the Eagles massive rivalry and the rivalry has a lot on it because the Cowboys are technically not in the playoffs yet they're just not if they win this weekend and they're favored by 5 they will be in the playoffs Uh, Mincher's a good quarterback he's not a dominant quarterback I would prefer Prescott to him I don't love Prescott as quarterback either but uh, this is an interesting game this, this Eagles-Cowboys game spreads five. The, the Cowboys don't have Anthony Brown. They don't have their cornerbacks that are actually keeping wide receivers from faking them out and, and hitting them on double moves. You know, they have the playmaker and Trayvon Diggs, but Trayvon Diggs is very susceptible to a smart quarterback ripping him to pieces and tearing him apart because he, he, just, he tries to make the big play too often. He doesn't play conservative enough. Can Gardner Minshew take advantage of that with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? I don't know. I think Dallas has enough talent defensively with Parsons and Van Der Ash and defensive line that they can and, and they're not gonna have to worry about Minshew doing what Hurst does as far as being a running threat. If they can apply enough pressure, however, Goddard is playing for the Eagles as well. If they can apply enough pressure to Minshew defensively, I think they can win this game going away because I think either way, um, Pollard and and Elliott and that, that Cowboys offensive line has actually played really well this year. They're actually number two in the NFL in rushing behind Philadelphia and then they have in my I'm in my opinion with Prescott they have the advantage with Lamb and Gallup and even Dalton Schultz um, over over Minshew. So that that's a game where I think that the NFL is happy that it's taking place. Because it's 3.30, it's an afternoon game and everyone's going to be watching it. It'll probably be the most watched game of the year and rightfully so. And I think that the Cowboys probably win it and
2: to by themselves as a playoff team. Conspiracy theorists! Now, last question for you, <laughs> J.D. Talking about the Giants, Daniel Jones, when Brian Dayball came in and, and uh, General Manager Joe Shane, they said, we're not picking up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option, which would have been guaranteed at $22.3 million. Of course, sixth overall pick. As a rookie, he led the world in turnovers. All he did was throw picks and fumble the ball. Well, this year, he... Leads the NFL in fewest interceptions amongst all qualified passers. He's at sixty-six percent uh, completion percentage. Now his rating is just above ninety. My question for you is: When you look at nine quarterbacks who make at least forty million a year, and then you got four more making thirty million, and then Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill get twenty-five million, whatever that is, do you go all in now on Jones? Or do you say, this is just a fluke, he's actually not getting better, and we're going to move on?
21: Well, I think he's—I don't think that he's a, a, a playmaker with his arm necessarily. He is with his legs. He's, he's actually really fast and he's agile, uh, despite the fact that he's 6'5", 225 pounds, which he can use to his advantage. Um, he, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him, though, either. You know, Kind of like I mentioned Brock, Brock Purdy a couple, couple weeks ago, uh, how he didn't have any talent at Iowa State. He doesn't really have, and Jones has, what's he have? Uh, Wandale Robertson's out. He's got Darius Slayton, who's not even a number three for any decent team. He's got Richie James, I think, is his number two wide receiver <laughs> right now. He's got Daniel, big, big, bad Daniel Ballinger at tight end. He does have Barkley. He's got a fantastic offensive line with Neal and Thomas, who have, who have both played really well. Uh, I think you have to get Galladay's been one of the biggest busts. and he, I mean, he's he's robbed teams of not literally robbed, but he's he was paid a lot of money by a couple of teams and has done nothing for them. Uh, So I think you have to get Jones a legitimate number one wide receiver. If you do that, then I think you can make that decision. But until you do that, um, it's it's hard for me to call Jones a playmaker as far as what he can do with his arm. He is accurate. He's got kind of that check down thing down with with Barkley and and the wide receivers that are capable of that really only. Um, But you have to get him some legitimate talent at wide receiver uh, to actually, in my opinion, make make that decision as far as a long-term move with him. And he's, what, 25, 26? He's not exactly very old, so he's still got some time to do that. But I, I think that the jury's still out on Jones. Obviously, he's gotten smarter. He understands the game better, and, and he can make plays with his legs, which not a lot of quarterbacks can do. But until he until he gets that, that talent at tight end, at wide receiver, um, which I think they could easily spend their draft picks on this year and then be okay, then I, I wouldn't make a decision either way.
2: J.D. Sharp, ProWagering, ProWagering.com for all your prognostication needs. J.D., good stuff. Thanks for uh, jumping in, man.
21: Hey, thanks a lot, Rick.
2: All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. we got some open lines at 1-800-878-PLAY.
20: Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
0: 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's
7: 800-761-9334. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life stop living with debt and start living your dreams call the debt helpline
0: now 800-943-2153 800-943-2153 943 2153 that's 800-943-2153
2: if you're taking a calcium supplement it's
12: probably not doing what you think it is USA, your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal
8: Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now.
0: 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. 800 437 8217. That's 800
13: 437 8217. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me, fast. I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I have
19: to go now, Dwayne, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth.
14: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
2: I did slap it. Welcome back to the show. Lorraine Newman coming up next. She's going to be at Sketchfest again here in San Francisco. The San Francisco treat. The Pro Bowl uh, rosters have been announced, and of course, some of this stuff gets changed. It's going to be flag football in Vegas. I think that's what it's going to be. It's almost like jury duty now. Remember, this is not all pro, where they take one guy at each position. But we got seven Cowboys, seven Chiefs, six Ravens, six uh, 49ers, five Vikings. And um, there are some other teams with lots of Pro Bowls as well. Uh, but uh just to tell you the roster, the AFC three quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow, uh for the <clears throat> and the um starter <clears throat> will be Mahomes. Running backs Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Chubb is the starter, one fullback, Patrick Ricard from Baltimore. Your starting wide receivers are Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs, and then you have Devonte Adams and Jamar Chase. Starting tight end is Travis Kelsey. Backup, Mark Andrews. Offensive tackles, Laramie Tunsell and Teron Armstead. And then Orlando Brown is the third. Your three guards are Joel Betonio, Quentin Nelson, and Joe Tooney. Your centers, Creed Humphrey, Kansas City, and Mitch Morse, Code of Buffalo. Defense, Miles Garrett. We'll start alongside Max Crosby. Miles Garrett was the guy that hit Mason Rudolph, by the way, not Chase Young. Trey Hendrickson made the Pro Bowl. Interior linemen Chris Jones and Quinnen Williams with Jeffrey Simmons from Tennessee. Outside linebackers Matt Judon, Khalil Mack, ouch. T.J. Watt, who's not starting. Inside uh, linebackers Roquan Smith and C.J. Mosley. Your corners are Sauce Gardner, the super rookie. Patrick Sertin, also a youngster. They start, Marlon Humphrey and Xavier Howard will back up. One safety, Minka Fitzpatrick. Two strong safeties, Derwin James and Jordan Poyer. A lot of players the Raiders passed on. Special teams, long snapper Morgan Cox. (laughs) Titans, Tommy Townsend is the punter. The Chiefs Place place kicker is Justin Tucker, who... I think about Daniel Carlson with the Raiders, who's missed one field goal the whole year. But Justin Tucker is the man. It's like when Greg Kinn said, I put out an album, which would have been number one for weeks. But it was when Thriller was out, so it was two. Return specialist Devin DuVernay and your special teamer Justin Hardy, which I always call the Don Beebe or Steve Tasker award NFC, Your starting quarterback is Jalen Hurts, backed up by Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith. Ugh. (laughs) No Aaron Rodgers and no Tom Brady, not even a Garoppolo or a uh, Dak Prescott, not even a Russell Wilson. Now he's in the AFC, but still Hurts, Smith, Cousins. Smith made it. Running back, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders. Fullback is Kyle Juszczyk from the Niners. Wide receiver, your starters are Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown. How about that? Man, how do you let A.J. Brown get out of town? C.D. Lamb and Terry McLaurin. Starting tight end is George Kittle with T.J. Hawkinson. Your tackles are Trent Williams and Lane Johnson. Kristen w- Tristan Verfs of Tampa Bay. Zach Martin, all he's did, done since they drafted him with Dallas has been a pro bowler and an all-pro. They Remember, the, uh, the story was Jerry Jones had Johnny Football written on a car, and Steve and his son said, no, 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 let's take the guard out of Notre Dame. How boring. Well, pro bowl, all-pro every year since they drafted him. Landon Dickerson and Chris Lidstrom, <clears throat> your centers. Jason Kelsey of the Eagles will start with Frank Ragnow of Detroit. There's one. On defense, Nick Bosa and Brian Burns. Brian Burns is the guy I wanted instead of uh, Cleveland Furl. I wanted Brian Burns or Ed Oliver. But Burns was the guy from Kentucky in the SEC. He led the SEC in sacks, and Mike Mayak didn't want him. Demarcus Lawrence makes yet another Pro Bowl. Uh, Aaron Donald is the only Pro Bowler from your Super Bowl champs. Wow. <clears throat> probably getting in on rep, didn't play a lot. Jonathan Allen of the Commanders, and then Dexter Lawrence, your outside backers. Micah Parsons, who uh, is one of the best. This is what they thought they were getting in Oakland when they drafted Rolando McLean. but Micah Parsons out of Penn State is the man. Zadarius Smith, I don't know how Green Bay let him go to the rival Vikings, but he's a starter. Hassan Reddick of the Eagles is in there. Fred Warner is your starting Mike linebacker, very deserving Demario Davis of the Saints is in there as well. Your corners are Darius Slay and Trevon Diggs. Got a couple Diggs starters there. Uh, Diggs may be against Diggs. Tariq Woolen, That's right, he makes the Pro Bowl from Seattle. And then Jair Alexander. Free safety is Quadri Diggs. Actually, there will be three Diggs. Two DBs going up against a wide receiver from the AFC. Buda Baker is a strong safety. And uh, Talanoa Hufanga, or Huff, this guy has been a revelation for the 49ers. Basically a special teamer last year, and now he's all over the field. Just a fantastic eye for the ball. One of those um, you know, those guys with a great football IQ, knowing how to deke, <clears throat> knowing how to um, jump lanes as well. Your special team's long snapper is Andrew DePaola from Minnesota. Your punter is Tress Way. That's not a household name from Washington. Your place kicker is Jason Myers. Your return specialist is Cavante Turpin of the Cowboys. And your special teamer is not teamer from the Raiders, uh, Jeremy Reeves of Washington. So the Pro Bowl... There'll be a lot of guys one way or another who will uh, be in uh, and out and uh, other such things as we get closer to the playoffs. Uh, one more NFL note. Uh, Patriots Hall of Famer and NFL analyst Willie McGinnis, uh was arrested a couple days ago for assault with a deadly weapon that was caught on video. And so the NFL network has m- m- removed McGinnis from the air. Their statement is, quote, We are aware of the incident and the video, which is disturbing. Willie McGinnis will not appear on NFL Network while we review the manor. And, uh, of course, the first-round pick of the Patriots, and he was with New England for, what, 11 years and then ended up with the Browns. Uh, he is out on a $30,000 bond uh, right now. <clears throat> so this, this is, of course, this is always obtained – at TMZ, and it shows McGinnis um, striking a guy in the face um, with a, a bottle. And this appeared at a club called Delilah in uh, West Hollywood, and apparently uh, several individuals were arrested. I used to see this a lot in uh, high school uh, when I was in Richmond. Is like somebody would, uh, there'd be a fight and it would have nothing to do with anyone else. And then everybody else has to jump in and get in their free shot. Well, here's the thing from now on, uh, we have these cameras. So Delilah didn't sound uh, too uh, delightful there. All right. Um, when we come back on the other side, we'll talk to our friend, Lorraine Newman, who also has a very famous daughter, uh, as well, Hannah Einbinder, who's Really uh, talented as well. You might see her on uh, Hacks, on, uh, which is a great show as well. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back with Lorraine Newman.
14: Moments like watching my grandson steal second mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take I-Brands, Palpal fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.
13: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
4: Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust?
5: So much dust.
4: And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors, with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. (sighs) Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Uh,
18: you know, people are always asking me, Tiger, uh, how do you do it? And my answer is shut up. Uh, I ask the questions around here. I'm Tiger Woods.
14: Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning.
2: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Always great to catch up with Lorraine Newman, of course, from SNL, original cast member, also original cast member of the Groundlings, the only person who can make that claim, and she'll be in town for Sketchfest. She's got uh, three shows on Friday the 27th. At 7.30, The Celebrity Autobiography. And then two shows on Sunday, the 29th at 1 p.m., A Tribute to Lorraine Newman. And then at 4 o'clock, I Married a Monster from Outer Space, a staged reading. First of all, Lorraine, congratulations getting your own uh, tribute. That's got to be pretty cool.
16: It is very, very touching and exciting. Thank you, Rick. And, you know, I Married a Monster from Outer Space is actually a reading from my diary.
5: <laughs> it's uh,
16: not uh, actually it's, real. it's something real but um yeah I, i'm you know here once again I, I think i've been coming since 2010 i can't even believe that but i love Sketchfest so much and i absolutely love san francisco so i'm very excited to be coming
2: two people who are going to be at your tribute are two buddies of mine who've been in studio with me before the great vocalist Rob Paulson and then the hilarious Dana Gould. How fun is it to have
16: those guys? I, I'm just so thrilled that they're going to be there. And, you know, Rob especially has worked with me a lot as has Maurice LaMarche who will also be there. Of course, Maurice and Rob together were pinky in the brain. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think one of the very first animation shows I did was with them. I think it was, uh, Something about a squirrel. Not sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've known them for the longest time, and and I but and also Dana is a dear friend, and I'm just so thrilled that he's coming.
2: Now I have to. I think in today's world I have to ask this delicately, but how is it that you keep getting better looking as you get older? I mean, it, it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird, Lorraine.
16: Oh, that's so nice of you to say. I think I'm just figuring out. Can I say that <laughs> on your oh? Well, oh, Oh, you just did
2: twice. We just lost Tulsa. Uh, Oh
16: gosh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. Uh, That's so nice of you to say. Thank you. I was just going to talk about how
2: classy you are. I got to take that back.
16: Uh, Well, (laughs) let's uh, take
2: that off the (laughs) list. Oh dear. I was. uh, I love the the uh, fly on the wall. uh, podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade, and I and I heard oh. you on there as well. And and it's just it's hard to believe now. We're getting close to the 50th anniversary of, of that that first cast. So when you talk oh. to the guys, and of course those are guys from you know 80s and 90s era. But for for you, does it seem like yesterday, or does it seem like 50 years ago? You know,
16: it does seem like 50 years ago, but. What's interesting about talking to those guys and listening to the other people that they interview that have been on the show, either cast members or hosts, is that the setup is the same. You know, the schedule is the same, Mm -hmm. and I think the emotions and experiences are absolutely the same. Um, The thing about our cast is that we all came from sketch work, and now they have people that are from stand-up and, you know sketch work as well so it's an interesting difference but everybody has something so wonderful to offer
2: mm-hmm. and the common thread from your time outside of a few miss years there in the 80s but is is Lorne Michaels and and that's basically and they finally did get Lorne on and uh it was you know great two-parter but for you I mean you were in that Lily Tomlin thing and and Lorne produced that that's kind of how you started your relationship with him
16: yeah, he came. He and Lily came to see the Groundlings very early on when we were still at our theater in uh, in Hollywood. Uh, I, I quote uh, Blaine Kapatch's line about uh, the neighborhood being a good place to give up. <laughs> uh, it was really a grim area, but uh, that's where Lily and Lauren came to see the show and cast several of the Groundlings, me among them, in that special, and then. Lauren came back again and saw me and hired me for SNL.
2: You know, just which
16: is still galling to people because it wasn't like a real audition. I didn't know he was there.
2: <laughs> That's the best way to do it, right?
16: Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah, I, I hear these audition stories from you know Nick Kroll and Zach Galifianakis and. Jim Carrey oh. and Ellie Kemper. I mean, all these great, great talents. Dana Gould. Speaking of him, he thought he had it, and and it's just it's so nebulous sometimes.
16: It really is uh, capricious, and it's hard to know why they make the choices. But they've never gone wrong in terms of the people that they do have. They've always had such great people, and it's been exciting to watch the people that come from the groundlings because I've watched them develop over the years. And also a lot of people um, that my kids know from stand-up, like um, Hunky Johnson and uh, Sarah Sherman. Um, You know, the kids have been telling me about them for years, and they've been performing with them for years. And, you know, Michael Longfellow also. I know that my daughter Hannah did stand-up with him. And it's just so exciting to see them come on the show.
2: Now, for me... Hannah Einbinder is Lorraine Newman's daughter, but are we at a point now where you're known as Hannah's mother? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
16: Absolutely. Either people, you know, don't recognize me at all when we're together, or they, you know, they get really excited about her, and then they'll say, oh, and you're wonderful, too, which (laughs) that's kind of fun for us to be recognized together, but I'm just so delighted with what's going on with her. It's just so thrilling to watch.
2: Last week I was in Manhattan, and it, it, the crowds, and I was there last year as well at this time, and the crowds were a little more sparse. I was able to just walk right down and ice skate at 30 Rock. Well, now you can't move. and But I look up at that building, and as you say, as as much as it's been almost five decades, it's still the same building, it's the same ice rink, it's the same Christmas tree, more or less. I mean, in, in, a, in a ways, it's just kind of iconically stayed the same, hasn't it?
16: Yeah, the continuity is really comforting I think for a lot of people and I still watch the show. Uh I I've never stopped loving sketch comedy and I get so inspired and excited about, you know, the new writers and and the new performers.
2: No doubt, we're speaking with Lorraine Newman who's going to be here at Sketchfest on the 27th and the 29th of January. So, um When you think about some of the, because I I know now they tape dress and they might actually, you know, for the West Coast, they would go ahead and make switches. Did you guys also do the full show and dress, uh, but you wouldn't record it? Is that right?
16: That's correct. There was no net, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's such a, I've heard people talk about this on Fly on the Wall about how something will absolutely kill in dress yep. and then just not not really happen on the air show. So it's great that they have that option now. Um, and also I think for a while Seth Myers had this bit on his show, uh, Second Second Chance Theatre
5: mm-hmm. where
16: they performed sketches that had been cut from from dress rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great because, you know, they never see the light of day again otherwise.
2: I think it's great, too, from the—I mean, I've I've heard every one of those pods. I, I love the, the two-part Chris Farley one they just did, which was almost oh, five know. hours. Yeah, it's so good. I
16: know. But listening— Yeah, I've listened to every single
2: one. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to have Smigel on the show. He was a little after you, but, I mean, Al Franken, oh. Jim Downey— uh, those mm-hmm. days were you expected, because you know you mentioned standups, that's both Carvey and Spade. They weren't uh, you know uh, sketch players. but were you expected to write like they are now or you were just going to be in the cast and you would show up at the table read?
16: Well, it wasn't made clear that we were expected to write. Um, but you know, I certainly brought stuff from the Groundlings um, and characters from the Groundlings. But mainly, uh, I didn't write that much. Uh, I think Gilda wrote quite a bit with Alan Zweibel, and mm-hmm. um, Dan Aykroyd wrote a lot. He, I think, of the only, was really the only main cast member that ever really wrote a lot for the show.
2: Well, I think about when you were uh, Christy Christina and he was E. Buzz Miller. <laughs> I, I still think I still to this day the the painter Titian I have to call Titian. I mean, it's just <laughs> he's, he's going to be Titian forever.
16: <laughs> I know. Well, Eva's Miller was actually a real guy oh, that he uh, that Danny and Tom Davis saw when they went to Tahiti. He was he had like a one of those postcard stands with a revolving, you know, kiosk of, of postcards of topless Polynesian women. <laughs> I mean, just. <laughs> the worst.
2: Well, was Fred Garvin... Wanna- I was going to ask, is Fred Garvin male prostitute? Was that a real guy?
16: <laughs> uh, no, but I, that's one of my all-time favorite sketches and all-time favorite characters that uh, <laughs> Rosie Schuster wrote with Danny. Just love that one so much.
2: Now, Rosie was married to Lauren at that time, right?
16: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, for people who don't know, Fred Garvin, male prostitute, is, is Dan Aykroyd, and then it takes him, like, forever to get, I think he did one with Margot Kidder, right? Was that the one? Yeah, <laughs> that
16: was the only time we ever saw the character, oh, but, you know, it was just, it was Danny at his most uh, uh, perfunctory, you know, the perfunctory prostitute. It was just, <laughs> oh, God.
2: Yeah, that's actually, the alliteration there is better, the perfunctory prostitute.
16: <laughs> um, roger you roundly <laughs>
2: before we run out of time let's let's talk about your friday appearance celebrity autograph with beverly d'angelo john michael higgins wendy McClendon, covey oscar nunez eugene pack and andy richter huh
16: yes amazing cast uh really excited beverly's an old friend uh wendy's kind of a new friend she has a wonderful podcast and actually listen to all 9 hours of my memoir may mm. live an in interesting time so that was really uh, a fun thing for me and i love andy Richter. i think he is so funny mm-hmm. love oscar and of course john michael higgins one of the greatest improvisers i have ever seen and all around incredibly hilarious guy so it's going to be a fun show
2: are you going to bring up marcel most marceau
16: absolutely not <laughs> and i'm and really, I'm just upset that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever left me forget
2: uh, that. I will say John Michael Higgins is a genius, and people might not know the name, but they definitely know the face, especially from the Christopher Guest films. Yeah. Yes,
16: yes, absolutely.
2: All right, she's got a call. It's Lorraine Newman, Friday the 27th <laughs> at 7.30, Sunday at 1 and 4 on the 29th at Sketchfest. Lorraine, always great having you on. Thanks for coming on again.
16: Thank you so much.
2: All right. I'm Rick Absolutely. Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Violin.
14: Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine.
2: All right, a couple minutes left in the show. Let's go to Mario in Florida. How you doing, Mario?
17: Rick, thank you for asking. I'm fine. Hope you're well. I have to tell you, there was a group of people, uh, oddballs and nutcases when I was in high school. I was one of them, obviously, and I'm sure you'll be more than quick to point out, that did not glom on to Belushi and did not think Chevy Chase was the be-all end-all but thought that Lorraine Newman was a genius. And I there, I hear I have seen nothing in the past 40-something years to disabuse me of that notion. She did a skit where she played Howard Hughes that was so edgy <laughs> and so odd. I tell I don't know if you ever It has been seared into my mind four decades plus later. She was just wonderful. I'm telling you, the woman was t- minimally 25 years ahead of her time.
2: And to think about it, I think she was like 20 years old. I mean, it's just. She
17: looked like, a, yeah, she was a, just a skinny <clears throat> kid, right? She's just a skinny. But she was, she gave that show something. Every uh, Basically, everyone on that show kind of skirted the edge, as edgy as it was considered to be at the time. <clears throat> if you kind of were up on sort of English humor, you realized it was, it was good. Mm-hmm. But they all skirted normalcy, right? She gave this show just something so peculiar and odd; it was really hard to wrap your mind around at the time. I don't think we had ever seen anything quite like the Lorraine Newman presence on that show. I'd seen plenty of Jane Curtins. I'd see, I had seen kind of guys like Belushi before, right? Mm-hmm. He was a go back to Fatty Arbuckle, Rick. There's your, there's your John Belushi character, mm-hmm. Fatty Arbuckle. But there had been nothing quite like her in a, in a in sketch comedy. You should I have remember. called. You I,
2: should have called up and and praised her.
17: Well, you don't take calls. And by the way, she <laughs> dropped an s. By the way, she dropped an s h i word on there that twice. I remember being duly castigated for twice many years ago. discussing the Seattle weather, and I swear to God, you almost forbade me from calling this show for three months. So you can go screw yourself, Kittle. But that was a great interview.
2: Thank you. I'll be out in the car. We'll see you tomorrow, nine a.m. Pack time.